good, everybody? Welcome to another No Chill with Gilbert Arenas. As you can see, we're on the road here over at uh, Slick Studios out here in Los Angeles. Now, today we got, I was going to say the best pure PG, but we have Raymond Lewis in L.A. Yeah. too, so I can't, I can't disrespect <laughs> the great. But my favorite, my favorite point guard to come out of the city, uh, put Crossroads School on the map, <laughs> National Player of the Year in high school. Carl, you know, Crossroads wasn't getting down like that before no, you came no, through. <laughs> they were not getting down like that. But uh, put, uh, you know, the Crossroads on the map, National Player of the Year coming out of high school, third overall pick out of UCLA, two-time All-Star in the league, and We Believe Warriors. Now you're doing it from the boardroom to the block to the booth. Yeah. We got That's the legend hard. Barry Davis in here. That was hard. <laughs> it's a lot. It's heavy. That was hard. <laughs> He's like the bull right? Yeah. That was hard. Okay. All right. See, I'm rocking with it. I'm, I'm, I'm filling for my jersey and shit. Goddamn. But I'm yo, so for my jersey. For those who don't know, like I said, we're over here at Slick Studios. Tell us a little bit about Slick and, and what your vision is. Uh, this is crazy. It's like the first time I ever really like talked about Slick on the show, uh, but. You know, my my idea for Slick was to be uh, a trampoline to Hollywood or a trampoline, you know, to industry. So being able to, like, take people like myself who were retired, who had talent, who liked NBA, who liked basketball, love the game, have so much knowledge to give, but don't have the outlets. And so a lot of times, you know, when I had the TNT job, it was like nine, 12 people auditioning for like that one spot I had, right? So it was like, not only do I get that spot, but I wanna, I gotta hold down the fort, you know what I mean? Yeah. But at the same time, like, I'm feeling guilty knowing that my other homeboys is not out here with, you know what I mean? It's like, we all in the same class. I wanna rock with them too, you know what I'm saying? And so I was like, how can I figure out a way to you know, just kind of learn what I've been knowing from from a content from from technology, and when Quibi came out, it was like, oh man, that's like we had the same idea, but you know, a different way. And so with Slick is really just building a platform where artists, athletes, musicians, hyphenates, right, the sports lifestyle and culture, you know, connecting, and people who make shit, they should have a distribution platform. And so we're not trying to be, you know, nobody but ourselves. And, you know, we respect the ESPNs, the Netflix, the Hulus, Disney's, you know, the whole Hollywood infrastructure. And I think what they needed was a place where talent goes to to sharpen their tools. You know what I mean? And then from that point, it's a launching pad for them to be successful, right, for more people to be put on more shows like this to be on network television because shit y'all y'all got the magic y'all got the sauce y'all been doing it for a long time but like we need to see this shit on tv not a whole bunch of goddamn uh y'all cuss on this show <laughs> <coughs> i'm gonna cuss anyway you already know <laughs> but you know they got all these goddamn reporters and shit right uh well just talking all goddamn day you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying and like you know, I used to tell reporters when they used to with me that, hey, man, I read your article. You're not a great writer. You know what I mean? That pissed them off. You know what I mean? It's like, man, that's some short-form shit I was doing in high school. You feel Like, you ain't writing no shit. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But... I... <laughs> he said what I wanted to...
And they used to get tight. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, man, like, yo, it was simple words. Right? Can you describe me like a little bit more better or some shit like that? Um, but that was a that was a go. It's like we need to be talking about our peers. Mm -hmm. We need to be talking about, you know, uh, like the Dennis Rodman documentary. Like, I love that documentary, but it was still from the media's perspective. Mm -hmm. It wasn't from Dennis Rodman's perspective. Yeah. You know what I mean? The last dance, that was still from the what the media wanted, mm -hmm. right? It wasn't from everybody who played. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I want to see the games, bro. Yep. I want to see the games. I want to hear the dudes talk about that team on other teams, whether they hating, whether they congratulating. Mm -hmm. Like, I want to I want to feel some, you know what I mean? I want to I want to feel some from yes. Yeah, bro, don't take me out of it. <laughs> No goddamn reporter. That's you know what, what I mean? That, I it's think like, that's what happens. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, like, and I ain't hating no reporters. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, shit, there's plenty of writers. You know, you look at the Scoop Jacksons and people like, like, where's Scoop Jackson? Scoop Jackson should be prominent in this space. Mm -hmm. You know, and so that's what Slick is. We're going after, you know, just talent and letting talent have an open door policy to be able to program content be stars, be hosts, be writers, be producers, be directors, you know what I mean? And from then, like, as you're successful, get your ass out of here, go, you know what I mean? But we need a, um, we need a place where people can land in LA, you know what I mean, and land in certain cities, and know like, yo, I can go there and I have the potential to be successful. You, you know what the funny part about, about just media period, They've done their jobs without the actual athlete. Yeah. Right? So they don't need a relationship with us. At all. So what they end up doing is they get on TV and they get the Nick pick. So the athlete doesn't want to give them interviews. No. They don't want to talk to them. They don't want to do this. They, you, so you don't really have a real like connection with an athlete. So that means the media don't really have or just the fans themselves don't have because that the, the media person who's who's broadcasting has disconnected everyone now it's just you, his opinion about the athlete and that's what you guys like no, you instead of dealing with the athlete yeah, themselves you, you can't even have a beer mm -hmm. with a reporter you can't be on some random shit <laughs> in the summertime like <laughs> oh like oh shit like that's so-and-so mm -hmm. because as soon as he get to asking you questions you're gonna be like Nah, <laughs> yeah, I'm good. So that's a <laughs> that's a whole part of a relationship, relationship. Is like you asking me questions, me asking you, you questions. questions. You know what I mean? People like having a, a real conversation. That's how you and connect. They, so you can't connect with them when they have an angle every time. They have an angle every time. You know. What but I'm that's saying? what's so funny is now if you if you look at it, so many athletes are in 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 the space of you know podcasting. What they started to do is. They're just taking snippets and then put it on their, sh their shows, the shows and, and then they talk about, about it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, damn, no. bro, can you stop carbon copying and watering down the like, magic? You wonder, you know you wonder why you don't get no interviews. This is what you do. You sit there like, like so when you're, when you're sitting here trying to say they're making these documentaries without an athlete, you got to remember, because you're trying to censor it, for your viewers, you're yeah. taking all the athletes out of it. Yep. Because what we're looking for isn't there. Yeah. Like I remember I watching um Malice in the Palace. I got 
I had to watch it three times and I got angry all three times on the same part. Mm -hmm. It was when um, David Stern said it was an anonymous vote. One zero. All that got me so tight, bro. That got me so tight because in my situation, that's exactly what happened. Yeah, absolutely. Because I'm like, wait, technically, what did I, what did I, what did I do? That's gonna get me suspended 50 games. What did I do? I said, I said they were mine. I never touched it, never brung it, never said I brung them in there. I just said they were mine. But there were no rules. So you're suspending me for 50 games on what merit? Well, it's my choice. So when I'm hearing them just bully. The players, I got so angry, but that's the kind of emotion that you want the athlete to feel. Like, yes. Like in the, in you know in the Bulls dynasty, I'm just I'm just watching. Like, all right, just cool. Yeah, like, that's <laughs> just cool. cool. Like you waiting for Jordan to say some ill <laughs> shit. That's it, and you waiting for some Jordan or some Pippen highlights. You know, it's like everything else was like, man, like you know, that's just like you just sitting there, just like, like you just, and then you skipped over the games, man. You skipped <laughs> over the playoffs. Like it's the last dance. Yeah. You're skipping over, like, some of the most important series in basketball, mm-hmm. right? And not like they did a great job because it's like you only got six parts to tell all that That's shit. It. But, dog, just is there some bonus footage or something <laughs> like that so I can just, like, <laughs> watch the commentary? Yeah, 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 we, like, from the acting standpoint, like, we won't, we won't. We want to feel a part of it. We've seen that shift now with player empowerment and guys taking, you know, because as a kid, I remember reading articles and guys would be paid in a certain way. And it's like, I would just think, oh, man, this dude's unbiased. He must just really be. But then you realize, oh, he's in bed with the agent or whatever. It's coming from the league or whatever, maybe. So when you guys see that now, guys like LeBron, KD, Steph, other guys, guys like yourself, now taking that control in your own hands, how how good does it make you feel to know that now you can be able to tell your stories, even Malice with Jermaine O'Neal's EP on it, and now he has some some, some level of control just in being able to tell that story? It's amazing, bro. I think it's like, well, LeBron, you know, Steph, Katie, like all them dudes in like that next class, what they did, they was like, Mm we're going to move how we want to move and do what we want and you can't stop us. Our generation, we had to wear suits and walkers. You know what I mean? (laughs) We had too much freedom. We had the jerseys, all Mm. that shit. And then they, they they put a stop to that shit in one of the suits and walkers. So, you know, you really can't make no mistakes. And I say this on TV. You can't really make no mistakes on TV in a suit. You know what I mean? And so you're not really, like, comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, you just structured. And so when we were, when we had that dress code after the malice mm-hmm. and all that, like, they just trying to, like, cap whatever the f- we was doing. You know what I mean? And some dudes was like, all right, I can work around the dress code and mm-hmm. shit like that, but it was more so like it's too many personalities. It was almost like uh, communism, you know what I mean? And then dudes just was like, they can just start breaking the mold. And when LeBron them came, you couldn't stop them because all the top dudes, mm-hmm. they all with each other and they wasn't thinking about nobody else. And now you see, you know, the athlete taking ownership. Like they all got their own platforms. Mm-hmm. So they all talk to each other. And then that's how you get the real shit. You know what I mean? Yep. That, that's how you get the real. That's how you, you get getting the, the real shit from there. Like there ain't no lie, but like mm-hmm. people interpreting or looking at the game and saying Steph in a slump. Now Steph can go on, uh, you know, any of his platforms, but the shows that he got, you know what I mean, or mm-hmm. produce his own sit down with his own production company. Come on this show, go to all the smoke, 
you know, uh, go to Kendrick Perkins. You know, you, mm -hmm. you can start moving around and tell your own shit. So I kind of like where they taking it to, you know what I mean? Because yeah. they just took that shit to another level. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Most definitely. Obviously, you two, in my mind, are two of the best guards to come out of L.A. I'm sure a lot of people's minds as well. What was it like for you? Obviously, you're a little bit younger than B.D., but what was it like for you having to guard B.D. in the pros? And I want to B.D. the same <laughs> no, thing. You know, the funny thing is, um, uh. before I even, <laughs> before I even, like, got into, like, my bas my high school basketball career, my dad, my dad used to take me to his games. It was crazy. It was, it was crazy. It was, um, it was you versus, um, Kenny Bruner. Yeah. And he was like, my dad was like, nah, these are the best two guards I've seen in high school. Watch them. If you're trying to be a guard, you need to watch them. You know, so you're sitting there like, like I'm not, even, <laughs> I'm not even on this level to even understand what's going on. But, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you, you, you started watching it because y'all were, were about the same height. You were just a little bit taller. Yeah. And then the next time you see me, you was, ah. Coming down the yeah. lane, I was like, Dang, just a, a year changed, like a year, mm -hmm. a few months changed yep. this whole battle. Because my dad was like, you know, I don't really know who's one and two. You know, you got one who's scoring, one's on defense. And then the next the next time I seen you, it was like, oh, yeah, this is a whole yeah, different, this is a whole different beast too. of a person. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> now he's taller doing the same thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, so I watched Baron Davis from, you know, high school. So... You know, just trying to figure out my way, and then I don't even know if we played against each other in college. No. Yeah, so I missed him. You, yeah. you was on the, you was on dark. Hey, when I, when you was in high school, I was in the pros. Mm -hmm. So dark was his AAU coach. Mm -hmm. So dark used to be, uh, cause I was like pool, LB, all them dudes, yeah, yeah. and then dark was like, hey bro, we got this motherfucking Gilbert Arenas. This is a bad mother. Right here. That's all Dart. You know how Dart is. He's yes. I was like, Dart, is he that nice? He was like, BD, I'm telling you, dude, he is the best player on our team. I say, he better than Leroy? He said, he better than Leroy, and he put hands on him. I said, I, I, said, I gotta come see my dog play. No, no, you know what's so funny about this? Like, like what's so funny is we're on a team, and Lee, I'm. that's the coldest look. I didn't see like like uh, like Leroy he was, was nice. He you was Leroy? Yeah, yeah. yeah, like Leroy was nice. So yeah. I'm like, dude, I don't even think it like. So what happens? You know, like when you a valley dude, yeah, you valley yeah, dude, yeah, yeah. they're gonna test you, absolutely, right? So they gonna they, they they put the test on. So what, what we did was we had to put on boxing. <laughs> so we had to put the pillows on. So yeah. we put the pillows on, yeah. and then we had to tape yeah. tape the thing. So my hand slipped out of the pillow. Oh, huh. on knuckle. <laughs> But it wasn't Leroy. I think it was like a dude named Jason Marcet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Marcel. Marcel. Big bum dude, but it was just one of those. It was like the, the, just the glove done slipped out. Hilarious. You know, but the, the crew was like nice, but it was my first time really playing with like L.A. dudes to like see what 
real talent was. So, like, I had the, the scorn mentality. So I was just like, just, just a demon in scoring. Yeah. But I really, you know, you don't really know what your talent is until you see, like, like you know, I'm, I'm watching, so I'm learning, like, I'm watching Leroy, because, yeah, I'm scoring more than him, but in my mind, like, yo, he's way more defined than me. Like, his, yeah. he's crafty, skilled, yeah. agile. He was so, developed. He yeah, was yeah, developed. so I'm, I'm just learning. I'm like, he's trying to teach me stuff, and I'm learning, like, all right, man, this is nice. So, like, for me to take that next level, I think I needed to be on that team. Like, because pra- like practice, oh, I'm getting mopped up. Oh, they yeah. mopped. No, they mopping me in practice. Like, I didn't know what to do in practice. But when that game started, and it was like, yo, do you? Hey. Yes, sir. It was a, I was, so I was more of a gamer. So when them games came on, I just seen blood. You know, so I had to learn everything outside of that court. And I think Leroy, Jason Mars said, all those guys actually just taught me how to be a real basketball player. I'm trying to tell this, dude. Hey, when I was... I don't, I can't, I think it, was I in New Orleans? I think I was in New Orleans. We came to Golden State, and it was like, and before the game, you know, hey, he's silly as shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's my want to play all time, all the time. He didn't even stop. Like, just why I think you had, like, like probably some shoes she like, like that. Yeah. yeah. He's just calm in his head, like, yo, man, what's up? Like, nothing be this shit, man. Him and Jay Rich. So I just talking to them. I'm like, man, we about to get this win. You know, and I ain't really thinking too much again. I ain't thinking like, you know, because we on the East Coast, so I ain't thinking too much. Game start, three, three, pull up three to the whole lap. We go to the bench. I'm like, damn, this one got 18 points. <laughs> what did you have in that first half? Like 28 or yeah, something yeah. like that? I got 28 in the first half. Dog. I'm looking up and I'm going. Damn, this motherfucker is good. You know what I mean? Like, he real good. And I think that was, like, your second year. Yeah, second year. In Golden State. And that's when he it just, like, I think you saw, like, hold on, like, I'm off of blood. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I was like, damn, dog, like, I got to, like, I'm in the locker room. Like, hey, bro, come on. Like, goddamn, like, you got to catch up. You know what I mean? When that motherfucker start the game. Bing, bing, bing. I'm like, okay, this motherfucker know what he doing. He getting busy. And I think for you, it was like you were one of the hardest guards to guard because, I'll, and I'll say this about Kyrie, is like you didn't have any offensive deficiencies, mm-hmm. right? Everything you did offensively was pristine. Finish it. Ton of line. Mid-range. Long range. Mm-hmm. Game winners. You know what I mean? Handle. Shoulder, tongue, euro, all that shit was like, dog, come on, dog. Let's we gonna come ahead and mop the floor, cause it's clean. Cause this motherfucker out here sliding, skating, and getting to that bucket, dog. And I was and I would always tell people, cause me and T Mills, you know, I used to be like, yo, what's what's Gil on? That's all I really care about. Hey bro, what's Gil on? He was like, man, that's Gil, he he coming for you, BD. I'm telling you, I'm like, man, what's Gil on? What are you doing? Mid-range. He working on the mid-range. So I go work on the mid-range. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I was like, yo, this dude is like, he my size. He athletic, too. He play good defense. You know what I mean? It was just the hate. You know what I mean? Like, let's take all the hate out the picture, and let's talk about some real motherfuckers who get down. Right? And he was cracking cracking the best of the best 
myself included. But he didn't do it. He has some real shoes on. He didn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't do me like he did yeah, yeah. the other dudes <laughs> in the Dolce Gabbana's and all that. Like he was dropping 40s, 50s on dudes in Dolce Gabbana's and goddamn uh, evening slides and shit. You know, I'd have stepped on your toe, bro. I swear to God, if you would have came out there in them Dolce Gabbana, uh, I'd have had to step on your toe to slow you down. You know what I think it was? It was fear. Because you know, you, you like I think, I think players. As players, you hate. You try to figure out, like, oh, he ain't that good. And instead of saying, all right, what makes him good? Yeah. Like, what is everybody like? All right, he does this, this, this. In the fear of what you can't do. Like, you know what I mean? Because I, I used to be like, it was like, yo, who's the hardest person to guard? And I'd be like, well, pick and roll. Steve Nash fucking hard to guard, man. I don't, I don't bro, like guarding him. Hey, bro. Like, and then I'm like damn. Tony Parker sometimes. God damn. And then I'm like, you know, Another low key. One. I like low key. Baron is probably the hardest person to guard because he's more talented than everybody else. But because he still has, he still has the pure point guard mentality, right? Where the vision is unreal. The moves is unreal. I remember you used to do this move on the baseline where you hop, boom, boom, and yeah, come yeah, back. Yeah. Oh. That was my shit. <laughs> That's the only thing. I just tried to get yeah, as, as soon as I got to this, I was like, oh, he's, the move is coming. The move is coming. Like, you can, <laughs> like, I know it's coming. And still, like, because you went, and when you got to go, like, er, bah, yeah. like, God, he got to win every time. And I'm like, yo, because he has so, like, his attributes are so high, he can jump. And I'm like, I wouldn't want. I wouldn't want to guard him. Like I don't want to guard him, Larry. You gonna have to yeah, guard Larry. him because, <laughs> like, he, you gonna have to guard him because yeah, he if he if he realized that I can't control his post, that he just gonna hit me in the post the whole time. Like I I, yeah, I can't yeah, do nothing because <laughs> you got you down, yeah, you got that you got that bop that bop game. Like it was like Jamal Matt, like your post the Jamal Mashburn. Yep. That Jamal like I used to you know I used to watch that shit yeah, all day. Yeah. Like, oh, he got all of them them tricky moves. All you can't you can't hold it so. It was one of those things out of fear. So I had to just, when I got in the game, everybody I was scared of, I just went at them. Yeah. You know, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna attack. You know, that was the only way. It's like before they attack me and I'm just here, I just gotta go. Oh, I remember the, the the one time I got mad. It was it was a fan, right? I'm shooting, come out, you know, I'm shooting, yeah. jumping, give him a little, try to give him a little jumper up, you know, because mm -hmm. now once I give him a jumper off, that means you gotta guard me, then I can use him speed, right? And you got me in a post. Boom. Three straight times. Score, score, score. Right? And one. And one. I'm like, damn. Right? Dude with my jersey on said, now that's how you play. <laughs> he ain't he out here shooting little jumpers being all sweet. He out there attacking you. Yeah. So I'm looking because it's behind y'all, bitch. And I'm looking. Right? And he got the zero on. Yeah. And I'm like, what you on? Like, alright, alright. So Monte Ellis comes in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm just going. I'm just going. I think I had like 40 that night, and I and I shot all free throws. But it started off because he was just beasting in the post. I did like you, Tony Parker. Um, who else? Just was like TJ Ford. Y'all motherfuckers just. I used to watch and be like, damn, these can just get all the way to the basket and get layups, bro. You know what I mean? Like y'all had like such a like. Tyreek Evans had a good finish game too he did. in his rookie year. I was just like amazed at how motherfuckers just laid the ball up because I had to jump because them motherfuckers
Always trying to knock you, me out the air. You, yeah, know, you know what's so funny? It was, um, I think you, you, your, your generation was handicapped by the ideal of ball hogging. Yeah. Right? So it was, it was crazy because I, when I was coming in, you know, it was like every, all the guards were still pure point mm -hmm. mentalities, right? Even though you, Steve Francis, yeah, even though you, Steve Francis, um, Mulberry, y'all were different. Different. So you wasn't you wasn't Jason Kidd's them. You had the you had the IQ and the passing ability, but you guys were the next generation guards. Yep. But the rules handicapped. Yeah. And that was the reason I went to the point. So I came in as a shooting guard. Yeah. And then when I was watching Jason Richards get his ass bopped. Like it was getting yeah. dumb, man. Yeah. It was it was one of those things we in the locker room like, bro, they did get you forty, bro, again. <laughs> this is like the third time Philly. Philly gave you for the third time. Philly done gave you forty, bro. And Ooh. then you go to then you, he goes to cat gets. Some, so I'm I'm sitting there like I need to go to this point guard position because the twos they come in and then like I'm looking at the points like man they boppers you know they bopping yeah. but they kind of control. They you got passing the post. Yeah, you got passing the post. Even though pass you get to the basket, you're still making the pass. So I'm like, I can survive better at this position because they handicap my rules. Yeah. And in the thought process yeah. of getting everybody involved. See, that was that's what handicapped yeah. that generation. Get everybody involved. Yep. Make your teammates better. Right? So when I came in, I I didn't have no rule. Right. I'm a I'm a tweener. I, I got no rule. I got no <laughs> No blueprint, so but I'm I, just gonna do me. I, I would say like you are one of you're kind of like the first hybrid point mm -hmm. guard, right? And so like when you look at Steph and Dame Leonard and then all the point guards now are you. Mm -hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Because you kind of like you had the freedom, and for the first time, like. I wouldn't say for the first time, but for the first time that I can like really remember, and when I think about it, the point guard was the man, was everything. Mm -hmm. The whole, you know what I mean? The team relied on the point guard, like, and not just for getting everybody involved. It's like, yo, like you're our horse, mm -hmm. you're our closer, you're, you know, like you are the rock star, superstar. Mm -hmm. Steve Nash was different, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Because he had the freedom to, like, do a lot, and he had weapons around. So you look at Amari, you look at, you know what I mean? So Steve had the incredible IQ, you know what I mean, to, like, still be a point guard and still be dynamic. Jason Kidd, point guard, dynamic. Gary Payton, point guard, mm -hmm. dynamic, mm -hmm. dominant. Sam Cassell, different, scoring <clears throat> point guard, dynamic, right? But this dude <clears throat> was the man. Just scoring. You know what like, I mean? Like, just scoring. Like, even on my teams, it's like I had to still distribute the ball, right? It was very important for me to, like, play and make plays play, see to people on my team. You know what I mean? And make sure that, you know, like, I, I am unselfish first. You know what I mean? But his team needed him to be selfish. So he had, like, he had the Kobe thing without Shaq. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, like, Iverson, I would say, was the only, you know, two, but you know, he was two, two guard, guard, but he yes, was a two guard. Yeah. But there was never a point guard. I had seen, like, God damn, this motherfucker, like, you better watch. Like, 
You better watch so, out, bro. But, like, but, but and with what, all the tools, you know but, what I mean? But see, that was a funny part yeah. because you guys were actually it and didn't realize it. You got to remember, if you're averaging 24 and 10, right? 24 and 10, you take two assists off, that's 30 and 6. That's me. Yeah. Right? <laughs> right? Right. I'm not, I'm not mother to assist. Right, <laughs> right, right, and that's right, right, <laughs> Get right. it yourself. Like, go get it I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Like, right. <laughs> so that was really, that was, the, that's how I looked at it. Like, you know, my advantage, I got to use my advantage to take it away from me. Yeah. You know what I mean? But when I was looking around, like, like I'm looking at Steve for like, I, I couldn't guard none of you guys. Like, that was the funny part. I couldn't guard you. Yeah. Like, like I was like, you, you guys are more bouncy. You're stronger. You're shifty. You're a good defender. You know. So right. what ends up happening is, your your rules help my defense. Yeah. And you know what I mean. Your rules. Yeah. You, you gotta, hey, bro, hey, bro. You already got twenty, bro. You got twenty. You gotta stop. Yeah, it's a fact. <laughs> you you it's gotta a cap, cap, bro. You, yeah, you gotta stop, cap, or they gonna call you selfish. It is definitely. <laughs> it, it is def. It was definitely like. A cap. I remember uh, the year Mashburn missed the, the first half of the season. It was, we was in New Orleans. I, I made the All-Star game that year. And Big Cap made the All-Star game, too. Mm-hmm. But, dog, I never – I know what you felt like. Mm-hmm. I only, that shit only happened for me <laughs> for, like, 30 games. Then Mash came back, so I had to start Whatever. loading mm-hmm. up, you know. But me, Daryl Armstrong, Steve Smith, David Wesley – Dog, we was all shooting like eight threes a game. That shit. <laughs> hey, we was just fire. Like, we were so small and like we had to play fast. But mm-hmm. like, that was the first time the team needed me to score. Mm-hmm. So then I had to change my whole game to know, all right, let me go get this first eight. Mm-hmm. Let me go, you know what I mean? And so I was like, even though that shit was like, damn, dude, I probably got to score 30 or yeah, something yeah. like that. Just a freedom to like, but that shit was exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? That shit was exhausting. Like, but, yeah, I'm I'm hurt. I'm sore more. You know what I mean? My arms hurt. You just tired. You tired as shit, bro. You tired. Listen, you know that's very important because that right there, coming from an athlete, right? This is what media would never understand. Coming from an athlete, saying I wasn't used to that. So when I got it, it was different. It was, I'm tired, I got to sleep longer. So when you have players like Russell Westbrook, KD, this and this, y'all should understand (laughs) what type of shape they got to be in, how much rest they getting at night, to be able to perform at this level every single night, year after year. And that's what, you know, like like the fact that Russell averaged a triple-double this year, right, and we didn't even... Nobody even said. We didn't even. But this is but, the thing that that bothers me about that whole shit is he's done it so much now and everybody's just it's, like it's, it's pace, like it's, it's this, it's that. Because they made because the media has made it simple. Exactly. When yeah, they know. That, that, that shit like, ain't yeah, simple. Ain't oh, he's stat chasing. You mean he's like actually like, physically going to get a rebound? You know, if it was that easy, every center would have. 20 rebounds a game, this shit is hard. Yeah. It takes effort. It takes energy. It takes all no. of that to go up there and try to grab 10 rebounds. No, he's getting 22 Two rebounds. rebounds. Yeah, yeah. You, but, hey, bro, he's getting 22 rebounds. He's, you know he's what stat I mean? chasing. It's like, what, the, what else am how I supposed to do in a game? I'm supposed to not chase it? stat chase 22 rebounds, 16. Like, you got to be a sick individual 
and an incredible mathematician, Tissue. right, <laughs> to, to be able to calculate all that shit. Like, and, re- and, and the game has to just go your way. He going out there and doing sure. that, what, bro. What, I mean, what, this is what I understand when they say stat chasing. I didn't understand it because it doesn't make sense because they're only using it for him. Yeah. What was Magic Johnson doing with his assists? He has a fast break layup, and then he throws it to get the extra assist. What is Steve Nash doing when he got 17 assists and he's trying to get to 22? Yeah. He's stat chasing those assists. Like, that's what it is. But... This is effort. Yeah. Like he, like, and he's trying to. And his I team go is in. not like the the, the, the that team wasn't the best this. team. You know what I'm saying? Like we and make my coach used to always say, like when you play on a sorry team, somebody gotta get the rebound, somebody gotta get the points, somebody got to get the assist. Well, goddamn, this is he's doing it all, of it. He doing it all like, and keeping you in the game. But that's that's why I said it's like you know it's because of the the, the media's have told us what greatness is supposed to look like. Versus what an athlete. Bro, they looks don't like. even give LeBron his. It's it's the, it, they don't even. Cause it don't celebrate LeBron. Everybody hates consistency. Everybody wants consistency, but don't appreciate consistency. Bro, this shit don't make no sense. <laughs> yeah. How do you hate on LeBron? Because he didn't do it the Jordan way. He did it better though. From the media standpoint, we got to remember right. who's who's painted, who's who's right. doing it. But he did it. What I'm saying is, who's telling us? It's the media. So when you say, because I'm, I'm a big LeBron guy, right? And then people know that. And when I, I saw MJ, I saw the generation. When you say he, he does it better, what, what are you saying? Uh, the dude came in at, what, 17, 18 years old, right? He already had the hype, right? They already compared him to Mike. They already compared him to Kobe. They compared this mother to everyone. And all he did was carve out his own space. All he does is help kids. All he does is invest in companies. All he do is make movies, pay the way for entertainment. All he doing is putting his homies on. Right? And so for me, like when I say he did it better, like this mother did all this and like where the con- ain't no controversy bro all he doing is uplifting speaking mm-hmm. doing his part his role responsibility from the time he was 18 years old do this mother get a, a, a year off a week off <laughs> can we leave him and his family and his kids alone for a month can they get a holiday for a month, because he been carrying this shit from the day he got in it. You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> he been carrying a big piece. And when he got in it, you got to think, it was Kobe, it was Garnett. It, like, the league was yeah, first. Was, and, yeah. and you know what I mean? And he Tim came Duncan in, and, he's... and he, carried, he carried his own. He carried his own. Then he started carrying more. Then he started carrying the league. You know what I mean? And so with the whole Miami shit and all that, and like, when you that talented, and you know this, you need some dogs with you, yeah. right? And he and, and and that gave him the ability to take on the responsibility of carrying the league now. And what has he done wrong? Get athletes more money. <laughs> Get athletes, uh, you know, speak up for athletes and support athletes, female athletes, other sports, shit like mm-hmm. invest in teams, shit like that. Mother 
Texas wasn't doing that. Joe mm-hmm. Montana was, or somebody like that. Mm-hmm. But like, one no, one no black people we know. So man, they need to get the fuck out of here and give LeBron a holiday where he gets a month off. You know <laughs> what I mean? Or treat him like Obama, bro. We should be treating, we should be treating LeBron James with the same respect that we treat Obama with. You know what I mean? Because he's carried a lot of this shit. He's carried, and, and he's opened up the doors for people to like be who, be more than. You know what I mean? Like that more than. That shit means something because, you know, it's more, you know, even for women basketball. Mm-hmm. You dig what yeah, I'm saying? Sure. So it's just like, that's why I think LeBron did it better. You know what I mean? I ain't saying he got better shoes. <laughs> I ain't saying that, you know what I okay. mean? Like, okay, you, you know, that's what Mike, yeah, I, you I, you know, Mike, yeah. Mike might get down, you know, but I, I love how, I love LeBron at like, well, King, he the leader, it's like. But that's, that's crazy because you got, that's why I said it's, who's pushing the narrative? Yeah. It ain't, that's what I said, because the athletes, we're athletes. We can tell you who we think our top five is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, immediate, someone who's writing, someone who's biased, like, there's a difference. Yeah. Right. So if you came up in the Jordan era and he was the Bugatti, right, the, the, the Bugatti, it, it looked slick. It was expensive. He gracefully moved. He he taught everybody how to talk, dress, walk, move. Yeah, that's now, you know, this man is doing it his way. Right. Yeah. So you can't compare this one to this one because obviously not going to be the same thing because he's moving his own direction. Yeah, it's a, it's a You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, everyone's looking like, no, it ha- if it's not like that exactly, then yeah. no, you're not gonna. It's a whole, he a whole different car. Yeah, that's what I said, a whole, whole different car. He a whole different car. Oh, he went to Miami and won a championship. Jordan didn't leave. Yeah, no, no, Jordan didn't have to leave because everyone came to Mike. Yeah. You know, you got, you got uh, and Ron Harper. And that say something about Michael Jordan, yeah. all right? So, you know, I don't get into, you know, yeah, I, in a, I say LeBron now. did it better. Now. I say <laughs> LeBron did it better because I like the way he's carried, you know what I mean? All of his shit and like opened up shit for everybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Jordan is Jordan and I don't really yeah. think nobody <laughs> is sure. with Jordan. Yeah, for sure. Basketball wise. Yeah. Right, so I want to hit you 2011, you're on the Cavs. There's some rumblings that you're trying to get to Miami to get with Bron. Dan Gilbert finds out what, what happens in that situation. So it was a lockout year. I was supposed to get, uh, you know, I'm coming in back to Cleveland. I got traded for the Clippers because that's how they, uh, and then Cleveland got the number one pick. So they had Kyrie. So I was like, all right, I'm about to get Amnesty. Barnes, it was uh, another year with Byron Scott. And me and Byron Scott was hella cool. Um, but it just, you know, we coming in off the lockout. And I'm like, yo, I'm about to get this Amnesty. You know, really, I was just going to chill out that year and just try and get, get right. You know what I mean? Try and get right and catch on later in the year. You know what I'm saying? But once again, you know, I'm my own agent. So I'm like, man, if I do this shit, then it's like, I don't know nobody, bro. So, you know, what I mean? and, and at the time, Todd, he was young. So it wasn't like I could go take half a year off that I needed to because I was just tired, backed up, all that. So Dan Grant, whatever his name, Chris Grant coming, he was like, yeah, man, we want to amnesty, you know, we going to amnesty, but we really, like, want to keep you because we got Kyrie here. You know what I mean? I was like, shit, you know, I get right with the young dude, you know what I mean? I rock out with him, like, shit, I ain't tripping. I only got 
<clears throat> like a, another year left or some shit like that. And he was like, but we, we'll amnesty you. He was like, under one condition. And I was like, well, shit. Now, I'm amnesty. I'm like, man. Oh, I'm on Miami. <laughs> I'm on Miami. And next thing, smoking, bro. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Or I'm kind of, I didn't want to be in L.A. because, like, I just wanted to get out of L.A. You know, you know what I mean? So I wanted to go spend a year somewhere else, mm -hmm. hoop, then come back to L.A. or, or go LeBron. But he was like, yo, you cannot go to Miami and go to uh, go to LeBron because you would probably be the PC needs to win a championship. Mm -hmm. I said, huh? So you telling me, like, basically, like, you're not going to amnesty me because you know I'm going to go to Miami? And he was like, yeah, if you don't go to Miami, he was like, if you decide or commit to not going to Miami, you can go anywhere else, well, amnesty you. And I was like, all right, cool. And then that's why I wound up going to New York. Mm. You're a good dude, bro, because I would have been like, yeah, for sure. Yeah, sure, sure, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Hit him with the Carlos Boozer. I wasn't tripping at the time because, like, my back was still fucked up. Mm -hmm. So I knew, like, whoever I, once I got amnesty, it was just like whoever I was going to go to, like, they was, like, my back was fucked up. Mm -hmm. I was damaged goods. You know, that's why I, I wind up my knee up because, mm -hmm. like, I played. Uh, just because I had, you know what I mean? It was like, I had to be in training camp to like be able to get my shit right. So I, it, it was just, I was damaged goods anyway. So I was gonna take a year off, try and get my shit together, come back. <laughs> and I blew my knee out. I was like, ah, oh, all right. I started laughing on the court. Like, I guess it's time for part two. <laughs> hey, yo, that, hey, that, hey, the amnesty is the funniest thing because the, Everybody else was like, oh, they about to cut you. Yeah. We over here like, boy, I get my buddy. Hey, Ain't nobody taking your boy. That's and that's the same thing I, I was doing. Yeah. Like they was like, uh, I remember we was having a conversation, like the amnesty. I'm like, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead and throw that motherfucker my way. <laughs> right? Throw that's it. That's a lump. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> throw it. That's a lump. And it's protected, so no matter what I do, you can't touch that no more. Yeah. And then what I wind up doing was start, I took my amnesty and I stressed it. So Six years. Yeah, because yep. I was like, yo, I'm towards the end of my career. Like, what do I need mm -hmm. all this money right now for? I need to stress this shit so if, even if I don't play for the next two or three years mm -hmm. and I'm out the league, you know what I mean? I'm still making, you know, a nice, you know, like a uh, veteran, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Uh, like a, a six man, fifth man <laughs> salary, you know what I mean? If I take this shit over four years and so. I did that shit, and I wound up getting hurt that year. So mm -hmm. like, I had sense. three years of like, all right, cool, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And now, now my gotta work, get a job. <laughs> <laughs> right. You can chill a little bit. You know, I mean, you, know, you, know, you got I, you got enough bread to hang chill, out a little yeah, bit. I could chill. I could stop what I'm doing, but I I would be bored. You know what I mean? I, sure. I'd be hella bored. Uh, That's why I didn't come to the Lakers because of that. Same mindset. Yeah. I was like, you know, that, that amnesty, like, hey, for the first time since I was little, I get to just relax. And then I remember I got the call, but I'm still playing. I'm still playing uh, in the park league. Oh, wow. So I'm in the adult league playing, just, you know, just yeah. playing. And then uh, get the call to come try out for the Lakers and kill the workout. Yeah. Oh, I was on my, I was on my A game. Yeah. They, they asked, they're like, what leg is injured? Cause I, you know, that whole yeah. time I was rehabbing. Yeah. That shit, I, uh, you know, with. Was that when I, you was working? Uh, oh, when you was playing in that little gym when you start first like posting shit. 
Was that it? Nah, nah. Was this was that. this was like during the lockout. So I dropped oh, I dropped okay. almost thirty pounds. Oh shit. So I was like in Orlando, I was like two thirty four. Yeah. You know, you they, they feed you, they feed you good over there, Man. you lifting. So I dropped, I dropped <laughs> all the way to 206. And I was taking boxing, doing a lot of cardio and stuff. So I was like really fit. So when they hit me with the embassy, I was like, I get to chill. Then I went to try out for the Lakers, killed the workout. Then I just talked myself out of it. I, I'm, like, I'm thinking about back home. Like, man, you know, I got my go-karts. So I'm in the go-kart league. Yeah, I'm in the yeah, Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, man, yeah, y'all don't, y'all don't need, y'all don't need me. Uh, y'all just need to tweak your little second unit. You know what I mean? Y'all just need to little run a little faster. You know, right now, your second unit's kind of slow. You know, but, you know, Steve Nash, they good. Yeah. They good. So, I, you know, I don't really think you need me. It's going to take me about a month to get in shape. And I'm up here running up and down and shit. Yeah. Like, it'll take me about, you know, to get an NBA shape. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go yeah. back home. <laughs> hey, bro, you can, hey, you can I was trying to talk yourself. Yeah, I was in each other. I was just trying to talk because I was like, this is the first freedom. I ain't got to yeah. worry about the media and the McGun thing no more. Yeah. I can just relax, get my mind clear. And then, yeah. and then went tried out for Memphis, and they wasn't playing that shit. They <laughs> was like, they take me back to the airport. I'm like, yeah, y'all, y'all good. Y'all gonna be good this year. They was like, nah, we got a contract for you uh, right in here. So you gonna <laughs> you gonna sign this thing? You gonna throw your ass out there? Yeah, but that's what it was. I had no clothes, no nothing. I just went there because I'm gonna go there, come back, and on the way to the airport, we had to turn around. It's like, nah, they got the contract ready. And then from here, we're gonna take to the airport. You are gonna go to uh, Portland and meet the team. I'm like, wait, what? No, nah, I need like 30 crazy. days to get in shape. Like, you can do that yeah. shit during the season. People don't understand how fast that, sh- that shit be moving. Fast. Fast. Fast, bro. <laughs> that, shit, that shit seemed like yesterday. Oh, yeah. Like you can remember everything. That shit gone, bro. That shit move fast. You'd be like, oh, you traded. You got to move. New city. And if you ain't got no goddamn choice. <laughs> you know what I mean? You ain't got no choice when you get traded. You got to go there. You gotta look for an apartment. You gotta find a place to stay. You gotta play in the game. You gotta move your shit. You, you know what I mean? You gotta take care of bills home. Mm-hmm. You know that's all your responsibility, right? Then, if they trade your ass again, you gotta do it again. <laughs> You're like, no, no, no! Don't send my shit over there. Send yeah, you gotta it over, over there. there. Hey, it's the rhyme, enjoy, click, click, boom. You gotta. And get then people move. don't realize, like, yo, this is during the season, so it's different. Because yeah. during the season, whatever team you're on, they could be on a West Coast trip. So now you're on a trip, and you just got traded here. Now your family got to go try to find a place that you don't even know about them. Yeah. They trying to get you. Yeah, they trying to get you right. You on the road. You really living out of bags. You know. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't got all your bread, yeah. your jewelry. Yeah, going going to them now. You got to go to the mall. Right. You like. <laughs> so one hit you. Two thousand two. Hornets. Charlotte Hornets moved to New Orleans. A young BD links up with a, with a young little Wayne, kind of more more or less at the height of cash money. Yeah. You know, you say he's still like a brother to you. How, you remember the first time you met this? How did you guys end up becoming so close and really just introducing the whole, you know, the, the blood situation out to New Orleans and kind of <laughs> certifying? Because we were talking before the show, and literally before you came in the league and Paul and these guys, it was a crib heavy NBA. Like you know, my dad's the first crib win award winner, first you know, he's the first crib award winner. <laughs> First crib to win the word in the world, but and you know, and it, and then it shifts over in 2002. So just meeting Little Wayne, what was that like? Uh, Wayne well, was cool, bro. When I first got to New Orleans, you know, um, we had uh, I like met all the lawyers and all that shit. You know, they was kind of like 
sending me around town because I just signed like the max deal. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, I was like the face of the franchise. So when I look, well, I link with Cash Money first, like all the OGs and, you know, when they was doing all the crib shit. So I went over there, like said what's up to them. I knew Master P because he used to come up to UCLA. And then I went and saw Soldier Slim. So Soldier Slim, I was with Tuff. Yeah. I just go to his videos, all that. And then when I met Wayne, you know, like me and Wayne was cool because like Wayne used to come to the games. And then uh, when my brother Tyron moved out there, right, it was like, Tyron was the one who was like, oh, let's go to the mall. You know, he was the one who would get me out. I was <laughs> yeah. like, damn, dog, you want to do some hella normal shit. You know what I mean? Like, you want to go to, hey, Normal yeah, shit. you like do he was like, you know, all kind of like just regular shit. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Just being out, just being being on that. Um, I had built a studio in the basement of my crib, and you know, they would come Wayne, Kai, Ma Molly, uh, Term, you know, um shit, it was a bunch of us, and we'd just be like playing video games, you know, smoking and shit, drinking, they you know, they be doing whatever they doing. And we would just sit down and just like share war stories, you know what I mean? And just talk about, and, and at the time, like I was dealing with game, you know, so that whole Black Wall Street mm -hmm. shit, you know it, you yeah. know. <laughs> we was all in New York, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So it was uh, almost like living, I was living like three lives, like Baron Davis, the basketball player, you know, uh, BD, like the homie who, you know, like with everybody was cool. And then, like, this whole, like, trying to, like, wrangle. Because, like, my, you know, like, my, my, my crew was not just, my entourage was, like, it was weird. Because it, it was Bloods and Crips. Yeah. But it was, like, Bloods and Crips and Crips. And crip, like, every, nobody got along. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it was, like, trying to, like, get a bunch of, you know what I'm saying? Oh, no, it was, I'm like, just... duh, like, you know, it's just, like, they saying cuss too much. They get mad. You know, it's like, bro, like, who? it took us a while to, and like, some of us is family, mm -hmm. and we don't fuck with each other, but it, it took us a while, but it was a big group of us, but we really, like, started mobbing together, and then, like, they would come out to New Orleans, and so Wayne, he'd just be over, and, like, we'd be in the mall, like, funny enough, we'd be in the mall, and we'd just be talking, you know, everybody just, like, hanging out like this, and, and and Wayne, he don't say shit. He just be like, and then next thing you know, we start walking down the mall. We start freestyling for like 20 minutes uh -huh. all the way through the mall in the store. I'm like, and I remember the first time I hit time, I said, hey, time, what's wrong with this? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was like, yo, I was like, because he was just going and going and going. And I was like, and he was just like, but he was saying some dope shit, but I turned and I turned to him like, hey, what's wrong with this? Sorry? He like he he was like, nah, man, that's he was like he and then that's when I figured found out that he didn't write none of his lyrics. Mm -hmm. So then we was like, he was telling us, and then I would like watch him in the studio, you know what I mean? Cause sometimes he would like record verses with Term and Cop. And so when it when he'd be like, yeah, I'm ready, he'd be like, he and all he'd be doing is just throwing the ball, just woo, woo, just dribbling the ball in the house, throwing the ball and shit. He'd be like, all right, I'm ready. It'd be like five minutes, dog. Going there, freestyling mm -hmm. shit. And so like we was just like tight. 
We was like, every time I was in town and we had a game, Wayne be at the game, after the game, go to the bar, after the bar, go back to the crib. You know what I mean? And like, we either watch TV, play video games, gamble, all, you know what I mean? It was just like, it was a cool vibe. And then when I got traded. Uh, that's the year with Byron Scott and all that. But I was just, I was projecting. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? I was just acting out so I can get out. You know what I mean? And uh, I got traded. And then, like, that's when, like, him and Turn really start hanging every day. And, like, you know, we just talking about all kind of L.A. shit and just mm -hmm. growing up in L.A. And, and after that, he just pew, took off, you know, stunned like my daddy video yeah, yeah. came out. I was like, God damn, what's going on? I hit Tyron, I was like, yo, what's up? <laughs> he was like, man, he was like, he home. Like, he he took, home, you know what I mean? He just like took, he, they was already like, and they was wild out there. You yeah. feel what I'm saying? And he was already his own boss. And he had his, like, he was like more, he had his own mob. That's why. He the mob because it was like him and his little homies was like they was their own little mafia you know what i mean they just moved around the city did whatever so last question i gotta ask you we got i got you both here both you in your prime y'all play a game of 101 to 13. who's winning the game i'm gonna i'm gonna definitely win because i'm gonna follow i'm gonna bully him <laughs> i'm gonna grab him <laughs> He's gonna get upset, and he. I'm a, I'm basically, I'm just gonna wear. I'm a. I'm a wear him out. I'm gonna foul. Like the game probably never finished because he's gonna be fouling me too. But I think that I would. Just, it would just turn into, you know, me having to put on my shack hat, and ain't gonna shoot no jumpers. And I'm gonna make him shoot all jumpers. And if it's a clean shot, I'm doing this. <laughs> I, it's gonna be the longest game to 13, but I will make sure that. I will wear him out, tackle him, foul him, and ain't no, he gets no layups, no layups. You know the funny part is, the, before he said, I was like, what's the rules, though? I was going to ask, what, what, what rules? Because if you don't put no rules in it, that puts a disadvantage. There's no, there's no fouls, bro. If there's no fouls, oh, yeah. Like, it, it all depends on who's like, no like, it was so funny. They be having it on Instagram. They be having these brackets of one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah. Like, what, and no the, rules. The first thing I be like, yo, what's the rules? Because depending on what the rules is, yeah. it takes away most of these guys' talent. Because usually the stronger guy, if, if there's like no three dribbles, there's no like, you know, yep. how many fouls do you get before you get to uh, shoot a free throw right. or something. If they ain't like really carved out rules, they, the people y'all yeah. have winning, not even close. Some of them dudes, yeah. <laughs> dudes not even one-on-one -on -one players, players yeah. you know what I mean? And so like, and I say that in respect because it's, uh, it's also like the utmost respect when you like, oh, who will win a one-on-one? -on -one? It's like, Shit, I, I I love myself. I love my <laughs> game, and I know like this motherfucker coach. So I gotta like that is my like I'm already figured out my strategy. We play one on one. I'm fouling, 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 get fouling, tired. fouling, get, fouling, get, fouling, get, get tired, get tired, get tired. Just make it the make it the longest game ever. Oh, I feel it. I feel it. Well, we appreciate you, BD. <laughs> Thank you, bro. You know we gotta wrap it on now. We could go all day with, with these two legends, but appreciate y'all for watching. No chill. We're good with arenas. We'll be back with, with much, much more very soon. Thank you.